Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jackson Young. I'm your host of the Unlimited NFL podcast. Tonight, I'm here with my co-host, Owen. Owen, how are you doing tonight? Uh, not too bad, Jackson. How about yourself? I'm um, doing pretty good. It was a pretty, it was a much more eventful week, too, I feel like. That is true. A lot more good games. I think, especially in the early window, there are a lot of like really close games, one possession games. I think better quality of play. So it was a good week and looking forward to week three starting tomorrow. I am as well. Going to be watching the game tomorrow night. So, um, and uh, tonight we have two new guests here. If you guys want to introduce yourselves and tell me your favorite NFL team. Hey, all. Uh, my name is David Traugott. Um, I'm originally from Eastern Pennsylvania, uh, but I, I was raised a uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fan, Le- a lifelong P- Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I've seen all the ups and downs, um, and I live in Washington, D.C. now with Sadi, who will introduce himself next. Hi, everyone. It's David. Um, mentioned my name is Sadi Bolak. Um, I'm also born and raised in Nebraska, uh, just like Jack. Um, been a fan of the Vikings since I was a little kid. Um, been through all the ups and downs as well, as well. And I'm also based in Washington, D.C. with David. Yeah, so for uh, context for the audience, uh, Saudi is uh, one of my closest friends that I've had for the last, uh, what is it now, 11 years. Um, and I, not 11 years. We've been friends since like high school, I think. 2012. Um, yeah, 2012. And I met David through Saudi as well, so that's kind of how it's been rolling for for us so um all right so we're gonna roll right into our first topic which is the week two headline um and we're gonna talk a little bit about the Bengals Chargers 0-2 start which may be surprising to some for especially the Bengals um and then we're gonna talk about what the Jets do at quarterback um so Owen why don't you talk a little bit about the uh, Bengals and Chargers um your, your thoughts on them so far um uh, and then we'll then we'll talk about the Jets after after we go around. All right, sounds good. So obviously, two team two teams, especially the Bengals. You know, Jackson, you picked the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl this year. I picked them to go to the AFC Championship. Obviously, a team that made the Super Bowl two years ago, made the AFC title game last year. A team that was hyped up as a Super Bowl contender, probably the second best team in the AFC behind the Chiefs. And here they are at zero and two, and their offense has really struggled. Their defense has not been awful, but it has not been spectacular either. Um, I think I haven't, I have to say like, I haven't noticed like many people completely freaking out because if you remember last year, they started Owen to last year mm-hmm. and they did not look good at all. And then they make it back to the AFC championship game. So I think since they've done it before, since they've overcome an Owen to start before people are not panicking, but I feel like this kind of feels different because obviously Joe Burrow, is not completely healthy. He injured his calf in training camp and it's showing in his play. Like he has like no mobility in the pocket. He's not throwing the ball down the field. He did actually look a little bit better in the second half against the Ravens, but he still just does not look like the Joe Burrow that we've, that we are accustomed to seeing. I do. I'm not panicking on them yet. However, largely due to their upcoming schedule. So here are their next four games. They play the Rams next Monday night, and the Rams have actually been better than I expected them to be, but that's still a winnable game. They play the Titans, they play the Cardinals, and then they play the Seahawks. So they could feasibly get to 4-2, and two. Um, but it's just another rough season start to the season for Cincinnati, and it, that's, that's going to affect 
them when it comes to the end of this regular season and we're talking about playoff seeding, this bad start is going to, you know, it's going to negatively affect them. They're going to have to go on the road. Um, just not an ideal start for them, but I'm not panicking just yet. I am panicking on the Chargers, though. The Chargers starting starting 0-2 is a little less surprising. Um, I stupidly picked them to, to make the playoffs this year. I should have known better. Brandon Staley's not a good coach at all. He should be fired. He probably, he should have been fired when they lost. the They blew that 27-point lead to Jacksonville in the playoffs. Um, I, I'd be shocked if he makes it through the season. Uh, Justin Herbert... I don't think he's he's completely at fault for starting 0-2. It's largely their defense. But, I mean, he has struggled in clutch situations this year. But, it, like I said, their defense and their coaching is worse. Um, they're just not a good football team. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to lose the Vikings and start 0-3 next week. I'll, I'm calling that right now. And we're going to get to that game in a bit. So I may have just spoiled my pick for that game. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like – the Bengals, if they lose the Rams on Monday night, I'm going to – that's when I'm going to hit the panic button. But we've seen this before from them. If they can get Joe Burrow healthy and obviously playing much better than he has through two games, I think they'll be all right. But it's it's not looking good. I think the Chargers are cooked, and I'm not completely surprised by the fact that they're 0-2. Uh, yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I, I agree with both your points there. Um I am a little bit nervous about Burrow's injury, given it's a calf injury, and I think it's on it. You know what? You know which leg it's on, on his, leg, his plant leg, maybe. Because if it's on his plant I'm leg, that's sure going to exactly. affect every pass he throws. So, when it, when yeah, like if you're watching these games, like in the second half against Baltimore on Sunday, he did start. He looked a little. He looked a little better, but he said he re-aggravated it in yeah. his post-game presser. But the Bengals' offense didn't obviously had that disaster against the Browns week one. Didn't get in the end zone the first like it took them like seven quarters into the season to score a touchdown, which for as many as for all the talent they have in that offense, that's not good. So it's just yeah, it's just it's not good in Cincinnati. But um, I'm not saying I'm not writing them off yet. <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree. I also think they haven't been able to run the ball as well. Um, they've become a little bit one-dimensional on offense. And they've also, I think against the Ravens, they were down at a def- scoring deficit. So they had to throw the ball a lot more, and and that makes it a lot easier for defense to to defend one aspect yeah. of the game versus two. And when you can run the ball with Joe Mixon, you're going to keep the defense honest, and they're not going to send the house every pass play. And so I – I'm not. I'm not that worried about the Bengals. We've seen what they can do, and they have a well-oiled machine, well-oiled offense. Um, they're arguably top two, two to three offense in football when when they're hitting. When they're hitting, which they're obviously not doing right now. I will say this: if they lose the Rams, I'm saying it's over for them. Yeah, they're making the playoffs, but for like being a contender to a team that could legitimately be in the Super Bowl, if they start zero three. I'm saying I'm. Writing it off. That's fair enough. But and they, Joe, Joe, sorry to interrupt, Jackson. Joe Burrow, regardless of injury, he's got to play a lot better than he has. Like I know he's hurt, but like if you're out there on the field, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you got to show a little more than this, True. especially for a guy as good as he's been uh, the last couple of years. Yeah, and I'm I'm betting on that he will figure it out because he's Joe freaking Burrow. Yeah, and he's arguably one of the more talented quarterbacks we've ever seen. So, um. 
Sadi, David, you guys have any thoughts on on this discussion? Yeah, I'll say I agree mostly with, with what um, Owen said. I'm thinking about the start to last year. Um, and the Bengals did a lot of the, the same thing last year. They, they got off to a super slow start. I forget their their record for the for, through the first two or three games, but they weren't looking up to par. And then they they, tur- they turn it up and won their last ten or eleven or something like that. Um, I think the level of concern for this year is a little higher because obviously Joe Burrow is not a hundred percent, and Mixon is looking as lethargic as ever. Um, <laughs> I remember last was good. Mick, Joe Mixon was not good last year either. That's yeah, right. Yeah, he's, he's looking lethargic, not efficient. Last year, P. Ryan looked better. It's mm-hmm. a lot like the, the Steelers this year with Najee and uh, and Jalen Warren. Um, and but I think Burrow is Burrow, and I hate saying that as a Steelers fan, but um, that Burrow to Chase connection um, is legit. Um, they almost came back against the Ravens. They started to look like themselves, and the Ravens are a good defense. Um, Chargers, it's the same pattern with Herbert being an uber-talented quarterback, and I think his overall record is a, a 23-25 and 25 because the Chargers can't play defense and have this crazy bad luck that I can't really explain. Um, I'm pre-predicting another probably 10-7, and 9-8 and eight record where they may or may not make the playoffs. And it's a shame because Herbert is is great. David, I don't know if they're going to win nine games, man. I, I, this, best case I, scenario. <laughs> that's a best case scenario. I, this is this is looking like a six-win football team. Unless they fire Staley, um, it's they're not good. <laughs> but we'll see. I, I'm, we'll see, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a believer in, in that offense and in Herbert. Yeah, that's fair. Their offense. I, I, I think they'll 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 eke out one or two close games, um, get past that bad luck. I I don't think they'll go far in the playoffs. So even if they do make it, yeah, fair point. Hey, yeah, I agree. I agree with everything that's been said. Um, so uh, uh, Saudi, what do you think that the Jets are going to do at quarterback? Uh, that's an interesting question. I don't. I think they're going to stick with Zach Wilson unless things really start to take a turn before the trade deadline or the free agency deadline. Um, I think they're just going to stick with them because Aaron Rodgers, you know, even if like if they make the playoffs, and I think they're a playoff caliber team. If they make the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers supposedly says he'll be back. So really, um, I, I think they'll either bet on that or just you know just ride with it. Get you know our draft pick next year and. Aaron Rodgers will be back next year. Um, I don't think they're going to sign anyone else unless Zach Wilson like gets injured or something. Um, well, I think I, I think ahead. they may. Uh, I think they might sign a quarterback for depth, not to necessarily start, but bring in like a Joe Flacco or sure for depth. For depth, sure. Like I can yeah. see them shut signing, you know, Joe Flacco or um, Andy Dalton. I think he's a free agent, so I could see them maybe he's in. Him. Dalton's in Carolina, but like he's in Carolina now. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, like either way, I could see them definitely signing one of the free agent quarterbacks um, for death. But um, obviously, I think I think they've just accepted the fact that they'll probably just have to stick with Zach Wilson, and that's how I think it'll ride out unless he either continues to do really bad or gets injured or whatever. Yeah, like I think they're going to for now stick with Zach Wilson and Wilson against the Cowboys on Sunday was not good, but like he didn't really have much of a chance because the Cowboys defense is so good in his offensive line. The Jets offensive line is terrible. Um, 
but Wilson's obviously, I think he's proven at this point in his career, he's, he's not a good quarterback. I think they're going to stick with him until he's like so bad. They literally can't play him. Um, but with Zach Wilson, like they're not, they're not a playoff team. Like they're, they're at best borderline, maybe like contending for like the seven seed. I don't care regardless how good their defense is. Cause if you don't have a functioning offense with a, with a functioning quarterback, you're not going to win many meaningful games. They're basically the team they were last year um, with Wilson in there. But like in terms of like the options, like what are you going to do? Like, do you trade for a veteran backup? A guy like Saudi mentioned, Andy Dalton, you get Jacoby Brissett from Washington. That'd be a good uh, move. I'm, a, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, Brissett wouldn't be a bad option. They if they would have made the playoffs last year with Brissett. Oh, yeah. Um, um what else? Like, I've seen some people mention like Tom. Tom Brady's not going to play for the Jets. No. Um, I've seen people mention like Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is 41 years old, has not played since like the COVID season, which was like three years ago. Um, that, year, that year he was on the Colts. Like we were doing Zoom classes and wearing masks and doing social distancing the last time Philip Rivers played. Um, <laughs> I've seen some people mention Big Ben. Um, I wanted to bring just, like, that, these that, washed retired <laughs> these washed retired quarterbacks. Like I don't think any of those guys with maybe the maybe the exception of Brady are any better than Wilson at this point in their career. Um, like Carson Wentz, he's a free agent. Is Carson Wentz going to save their seat? I don't know. I saw, so, saw Bortles uh, being yeah, like too, and they're all in their early forties. Who exactly had a good season in years? Exactly. exactly. I've seen Tyra Taylor thrown in there too, actually. Taylor, um, he's, in the, he's with the Giants. Uh, he's backing yeah. up Daniel Jones. So, like, th- I feel like they're going to stick with Wilson until he's like, until he plays like so poorly, they can't do anything. Then you can maybe see a trade for Dalton or Brissett. Maybe they bring in Wentz, but they're not. Th- these suggestions of like these retired guys is just oh. ridiculous. It's, <laughs> it's just people like searching for engagement. I think they will stick with Wilson, but. As long as Zach, if Zach Wilson's their quarterback, nobody should be afraid to play against them. Fair enough. I think so too. Um, that kind of leads us into some games that we've touched on a little bit. Um, some more games that happened last week, starting with a game that feels like it happened a long time ago. Uh, Eagles Vikings last Thursday night, the Eagles beat the Vikings by a score of 34, 28 in a game that probably was not as close to the final score indicated. The Eagles ran for, Gosh, I don't know. They they ran the hell out of the ball. I know that much. I don't know the exact yardage total. DeAndre Swift had a field day. Uh, Jalen Hurts really didn't do much, but, you know, he, he did what he had to do. Um, the Eagles defense looked a little suspect, though. They allowed Kirk Cousins to throw four touchdowns over 300 yards. They, uh, they were missing uh, James Bradbury uh, and one of their starting safeties, Blankenship, I think, didn't play. Um, so they were undermanned in the secondary. Uh, Jackson, the you and I both picked the Eagles to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, they're two and zero. They haven't looked, they haven't played their best. But at this point, in the season w- winning games is all that matters. What are your thoughts on this game? What's your biggest takeaway from this game? And what do you think about both these teams moving forward? Are the Eagles? Do you still think they're a Super Bowl, a team that could win the Super Bowl? Obviously, that's kind of tough to say after week two. And do you think the Vikings can? Uh, uh, the Vikings, another team um, that made the playoffs last year. Off to know when to start, and do you think they could bounce back? Um. So your first question was 
do I still think the Eagles are going to be Super Bowl contenders? Like, are you concerned about them? Like, because they're two and zero, but they haven't like they're, they have not looked as good as like say the 49ers or uh-huh. the Cowboys in their own division. Yeah. Um, do you think there's some some flaws with their team, or do you think they'll they'll get it together and look like the team they were last year and win while looking great doing so? Um, I still think they're a Super Bowl contender. Um, do I think they have any flaws right now? Mm. Their pass defense seemed a little bit leaky. Like, yes. I know you said their corners were, were out, but they still got Darius Slay. Slay Slay was like their only starter that played. But statistically, I know it's only two games. They have the worst passing defense in the league right now. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, but let's also remind ourselves that they were facing uh, a big-time duo uh, and Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. So they're not going to be facing that every week. But I think my biggest takeaway from this game is is the Eagles' run game. It was basically unstoppable. The Vikings were getting pushed off the line like nobody's business. Like those those offensive linemen were like taking those defenders and taking them out to the trash. Um, <laughs> and, and that made DeAndre Swift look amazing because he had 175 rushing yards and a touchdown. I'm excited about because I have him in my one fantasy league. Um, so I'm hoping that continues and, and he gets a lot of touches and a lot of yards, which I could see that like uh, being sustainable because the, the Eagles got to the Super Bowl last year because of their their rushing offense, which set up the pass, set up play action to where they could use their stud wide receivers, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and they have a very good tight end as well, but uh, they're struggling to connect with him, but um, in ter- as for the Vikings, I I just think the Vikings are that team every year that's always hanging around. They're always in the playoff hunt. They're always a wild card team, but they never really challenge for much more than that. They might have a season here or there where they're a host team. But other than that, I think the Vikings are going to be right in the thick of it to the end. Uh, my, my opinion on that hasn't really changed, but... Yeah, the Vikings they they won thirteen games last year, but they were eleven and zero in one score games. They they went one and done in the wild card to the Giants. Like obviously that like that luck in one score games is not sustainable. I I agree with you on the Eagles. Um, I think they'll be fine. I think at this point in the season, it's about stacking wins, and like it, I think it matters like how you look in those wins come like November December. If you're mm-hmm. winning ugly at that point, then it's maybe a little concerning. But I'm not overly concerned about them. I think they'll figure it out defensively. I think they'll get their passing offense um, a little more in sync. Um, as for the Vikings, despite the 0-2 start, I think I do not think their seasons. I don't think they're cooked. I actually I feel better about the Vikings than I do about the Chargers because the Vikings' upcoming schedule is the Chargers, the Panthers, the Chiefs, obviously a tough game, and then the Bears. So they could get to three and three by mid October. Um, but they're basically the same team they've been in the entire Kirk Cousins era, which is a adequate offense and a terrible defense. And this was, year looks no different. I, sorry to interrupt you, Owen, but I was just going to pose this question to David and Saudi. Who has a worse defense right now in football, the Vikings or the Bears? Um, I think the Bears have a worse defense. I think the Vikings have a better defense, not because of personnel, but – Probably because of coaching, our defensive coordinator is Brian Flores, mm-hmm. the former Dolphins head coach, and he's known to be a great defensive schemer. Um, 
mind you, it is we're only two games into this season. Um, Vikings are own two, and you know this is like a brand new defense. Uh, you know, a lot of new personnel. So um, I think it's just going to take a little bit of getting used to our pass defense. You know, there's obviously some gaps there, um, a lot of gaps with our run defense as well, especially against the Eagles. But um, Bears overall, I think I think the Bears just have the worst, much worse defense. The Bears, I think the Bears are awful. They're the worst team in the NFL yeah. for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, and it's sad. I, I would also agree that the Bears have the worst defense. Um, I'm looking at their first two games of the season. It's early still, I know. Uh, you let Baker Mayfield walk all over you and Jordan Love in his first NFL start. I know he's – I think he'll be a good quarterback. I think he is a pretty de- good quarterback above average. 38 in week one. Um, was that in Chicago? Too? Yeah, that was in Chicago. Yeah, so that's embarrassing, um, especially from uh, from all all the hype coming into Justin Fields um, to to get blown out like that at at home against your rival, um, and that's just demoralizing. So yeah, I don't think either have a very good defense, but the the Bears are worse. I do think like the Vikings. I do think they're off. They're. I don't think they're cooked yet. The Bears are. The, the Bears done. never had a shot in the first place. Yeah. The Bears, Jackson, Jackson thought they did though. I they picked uh, them to make the playoffs. I picked them to be the last team in the NFC. <laughs> so, but I, I like coming into this season. I could see that. I can't see it now. Yeah. Yeah. The Bears need to sign the dotted line for Caleb Williams right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> As a, as a Packers fan, I do not approve that message. I do not want Caleb Williams in my division. I do I do want to say though, um, kind kind of kind of singing the same topic, but Jordan Love has really surprised me. Um, I thought he's good. The Vikings, the Vikings and the Lions. I thought they were in, like you know they were going to be the top two competing teams here in NFC North. I don't know. I think the I think the Packers have a player in it too. Um, yeah, a bad loss on Sunday though. You know, blowing that bad game. loss on Sunday against the Falcons, but yeah. Jordan Love can throw. He can throw that ball. He looks good. Uh, his, I mean, his numbers are really good. I, he, he, there is some stuff he needs to work on, but he's played. He's played really well thus far. He, um, he has one of the most, the highest off-target percentages in the NFL. This is true, and he has one of the lowest completion percentages in the league. But most of his other stats are really good. Yeah. So, like I said, we'll we'll see how he does. We're actually going to preview the Packers Saints game later on, and we'll talk more about Love then. Um, but let's move on to the team that the Eagles lost to in the Super Bowl back in February, the Kansas City Chiefs, getting off the snide, getting their first win of the season against the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team they also beat in the playoffs last year. Um, I wouldn't expect a game. I got to tell you, I did not expect a game between Patrick Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence to have a final score of 17 to nine. But that's just what it was. The Chiefs offense looked out of sorts in the first half, most of the first half, but they got they got it together at the end of the half and in the second half. Mahomes threw two touchdowns. Uh, Travis Kelsey made his season debut. He caught a touchdown. Chris Jones had a huge impact on the game. Um, I actually believe, I mean, say, I'm not, I don't know how much stock you guys put into PFF. Uh, Chris Jones, I think, I want to say was the highest graded defender by PFF in week two. Um, so, they, they got their two superstars back. I think the Chiefs – my biggest takeaway from this game is the Chiefs' defense. Because um, in the Mahomes era, obviously, they've had an outstanding offense, but their defense has always been not bad, but like just good enough. 
but not elite by any stretch. Their defense just held a really good offense to nine points and kept him out of the end zone in their own building. Trevor Lawrence is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He looked lost out there. I mean, their defense. Whoa, 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 whoa. Trevor Lawrence is not one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is a top seven quarterback. When I, when I, okay, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm trying to be snarky right now and just pose a point, but I wouldn't say he's top five. That's no, I don't think he is either. But he's like top. He's top ten for sure. Yeah, but but holding a top ten quarterback in you know an offense that scored a bunch of points in week one against the Colts I've, to just nine points in their home stadium is very impressive. And I think this shows the Chiefs are very dangerous because if your biggest question about them is their offense with Mahomes, like they scored seventeen, which you know, obviously is not lighting the world on fire. That that that's kind of scary because we know their offense is going to figure it out. Um, so I, I think this this game was more about the Chiefs' defense than anything. I don't. I'm not too worried about the Jaguars. Um, they'll bounce back, but I think if the Chiefs have like a top ten defense this year, watch out because Mahomes has never had a top ten defense in his career, which is insane to think about with how much he's accomplished. So you have Mahomes plus a top ten defense. Uh, good luck to the rest of the AFC. So I wonder if you guys have any similar or differing thoughts about uh, that game. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I was thinking about all these things before the podcast, but um, yeah, that Chiefs defense is looking scary and they, they have really good pass rush. So uh, I, I personally got this pick wrong. I picked the Jaguars to upset the Chiefs, but uh, I don't really feel bad about that because I feel like, that it was definitely on the table for the Jaguars to pull the upset off, but um, ah, yeah, the Chiefs they're fine. The Jaguars they're fine too. So. By the way, the Chiefs are playing the Bears on Sunday. That game's gonna be. <laughs> oh. Have you seen the line for that game? It's like minus twelve and a half or something like that. Is, is that oh, Sunday night football? I think it's. What was that? I think it's prime time. It's like America. Is it really prime time? Yeah, I it's think like America's game of the week or something like that. Oh wow, that's it's not America's wow. game of the week. I, I <laughs> it shouldn't I, I be. Hope, I hope America Caleb does not want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I hope Caleb Williams is watching that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I think the the Chiefs are fine, especially with their their defense. That they, you know, the Jaguars are a good team, and I think they'll they'll make the playoffs. And to be able to shut them down and all and, and only ha- have Mahomes. Lead the Chiefs to 17 points um, in a pretty, you know, strange showing of a slow offense. I the Chiefs will, are going to be fine. The Jags will get back on track and win nine or ten games at least. Yeah, I think I think the Chiefs will be fine too. Um, if I had to pick a team to probably win the Super Bowl, it'd probably be the Chiefs again. Ooh, boo! <laughs> yeah, that's a boring pick. That's a boring pick, but it's a it is a boring pick, and I also don't think the Eagles will make it to the uh, Super Bowl as well. I hope not. We should have had you on for our prediction show. That would be yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> transitioning into our uh, our third and final game here to recap, the Steelers and Browns. Uh, the Steelers pulled off. Uh, I, who won the game? Sorry, the Steelers. Yeah, if we didn't win, I I would be in a bad mood for the rest of the week after watching. David, that. well, actually, since since this is your team, we'll actually let you let you start. On yeah. This um. All right. 
where to start? Um, I've watched some weird and wacky Steelers games throughout the years. I, I think our our mo now is eking out crap games by three or four points. <laughs> Monday's game was the weirdest Steelers game I've ever watched. And it's not particularly close. I think number two is the playoff game against the Bengals where Antonio Brown got hit um, <laughs> to set up for the field goal. Um, but all the injuries starting the second quarter and then going back in time to the first quarter. Um, and then all these weird <laughs> turnovers with interceptions bouncing off of people's helmets and then fumbles and and <laughs> and Pickett not knowing who he's throwing to and then Deshaun Watson not knowing who he's throwing to. Um, it was a slugfest in the worst way. I'm glad we won. TJ is TJ Watt is always the bright spot, and he he's one of few players in the league who can single-handedly win a team a game in one play. Um, I think our offense is looking a little better, a little more optimistic after week two. But I mean, man, that was painful to watch. Um, <laughs> we won, and I'm sorry. Uh, uh, coming from a Steelers fan, I'm very sorry about Nick Chubb. Yeah, I was just gonna. Yeah. He 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 is an incredible player, and he seems like an incredible human being. Mm-hmm. To to uh, I haven't seen the the video of his injury, and I don't want to see it. Um, but to see him go down like that, um, it was heart wrenching, and I hope he can get back. That, that's a a funny because I was just gonna ask you, David. Do you th- so basically on the play, Minka Fitzpatrick. You know Minka, yeah, who got hurt. He went low. one of the games. Yeah, hurt also and injuries. Yeah, he went low on Chubb. Like if you see the replay, I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, and Ersati. he I, it, ESPN didn't show the replay. It was that bad. Like yeah. you know, it's you know, it's not good when they don't show the replay. So yeah. I I saw the play in real time and I, I didn't think anything of it until I saw Chubb holding on to his knee. But I didn't think that it was a dirty hit. If if that's what you're asking. Okay. Yeah, I'm just just asking. I, just, I think he got tied up, you know, in a scrum, and then uh, Fitzpatrick came in and, ta- and tackled him, and his knee went the wrong way. Yeah, that's awful. It was the same knee that he blew out his ACL. Yeah, I don't. I think I think he's done um, forever with football. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, that sucks. I, I, I hope I'm I'm wrong about that because I love watching him play. But we'll see. Monday Night Football. This is kind of like Monday Night Football is cursed. Remember they had Demar the Demar Hamlin thing last mm-hmm. year, and then they had Aaron Rodgers last week, and now Nick Chubb. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Hopefully, the trend does not continue. Yeah, and Thursday who, night football. Who, who next week on Monday night football. What? Who, who plays next week? It's another doubleheader. It's uh, we're actually previewing both games. It's Bucks Eagles and uh, Bengals Rams. Ooh, okay. There's a lot of opportunity for a starter to go down there, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> Hope not. Yeah, definitely. Um, my thoughts on the game. Well, the Steelers' offense is tough to watch. The Browns' offense is also tough to watch. That was, <laughs> I, David, that was the whack, one of the wackiest games I've ever seen. Steelers the first, football, man. The first yeah. half was like two out, was like, Two yep. hours long. It was insane. Um, you had that. Oh, for, there was like a play where a guy fumbled and they like 
the ball kept bouncing around. Yeah, and it, it got knocked out, hit someone's helmet. Yeah. <laughs> um, he had Deshaun Watson face masking. Too. I've never seen a quarterback get two face masks, face masks in one game. By the way, Deshaun Watson is um, is not very good. I think I don't think that if that wasn't apparently obvious. Um, but you had you had all the Steelers fans in the in the stands chanting "Fire Canada." Um, yeah, I could hear it from from the TV after the uh, questionable play calling. Yeah, that was that was definitely one of the five wackiest games I've ever seen. Um, the Browns, unless Deshaun Watson like turns gets a time machine, I don't think they're going to make any noise this year. I think people, a lot of people, were hyping them up after beating the Bengals in Week One. I I just don't see it because um, I just don't think, especially with Nick Chubb out. I mean that that's their he's their offense really, um, so I I just I don't have a lot of optimism about the Browns in this game. Kind of reaffirmed that. As for the Steelers, um, their offense is going to need to need to play a lot better uh, than it did. I think they scored. It's not it's not a good sign for the offense when the defense scores more than they do. Uh, they play the Raiders on Sunday night. Um, which hey, we get more Steelers in prime time. Uh, Yay! So <laughs> that should be fun. That was a that was an odd choice for a Sunday night football game. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's a, a rivalry from the seventies. This is true. Yeah. But neither team, I think, is all that good this year. Yeah. Um, David, do you think Kenny Pickett's the guy, or do you think you're going to be looking for a new quarterback next year? I think that Pickett could be the guy. And I think the Steelers are going to try him out long term. I I don't think we're, we'll be in the hunt for a quarterback next year. Um, I've throughout his career, I, I I've been a picket truther. Um, I think part of it is Matt Canada, and part of it is he's just not very good right now. And time time will tell if he can be a, a good NFL quarterback. I think he has the 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 tools to be one. Um. But it's not really excusable when you have all of the when the, the Steelers are healthy. We have a lot of talent at wideout, um, and our O line's better. So seeing how he's been performing and how this Steelers offense has performed so far this year has been really disappointing. So I think he could be, but I'm not holding my breath anymore. And I'll, I'll give a thought on the game too, and then we can uh, move to the next topic. But a picket is not being helped by the run game. He's got a bunch of old men running the football. Like, you know, Najee Harris is not an old man, but he runs like he one. runs like it. He yeah, runs he's just like a big guy. He gets three or four yards every yeah. play. He had a couple big lucky. runs, but like you could tell he was tired. Like he he could not go any further. But a quarterback's best friend is a good run game, in my opinion. Yep. So. Until they can really run the football consistently, maybe they try out Jalen Warren as the full time back. He looked good. Yeah, he's yeah. explosive. And he's, he's clearly he's better. A great pass catcher. And get throw the ball to George Pickens more. Yeah, please. Yeah. He's got. <laughs> <laughs> but that all comes down to the run game. If they can't run the ball, then man, it doesn't mean much, you know. No, it's like the Bengals. The Bengals need to be run the football. It's like the same kind of offense. Najee and Mixon are pretty similar at this point, I think. Yeah, they are. They really are. Yeah. Very calm. So. All right. So to wrap up what happened in week two, we're all going to give our uh, players of the week a player from week two that stood out to you. 
Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of leech off this game. My player of the week is TJ Watt. Uh, scored the game. What well, ended up being the game winning touchdown against the Browns on Monday night. Had a how many sacks did he have, David? I, in that game, three, I think. Yeah, like he was just a game wrecker all over the field. It seems like TJ Watt in nationally televised games like always like shows out. Um, he, I, I'm actually gonna cheat a little bit. He and Alex Highsmith were like like co players. He week. was gonna be my my that w- was gonna be my my two shout outs. It's it's not the. I wasn't going to pick them, but I, I was going to shout them out. So thank you, Owen. So I, I know this might not this might be cheating, but I'm TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith. The Steelers don't win that game without them. They're my players of the week for week two. You you missed one thing. Um, TJ Watt broke a James Harrison's Steelers sack record. That is yes. only six seasons. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, so yeah, he's a monster. I love watching him play every week. Yeah, that, that's a good pick, TJ Watt. Um, he, he's a game breaker on, on the edge there. Um, for, as for me, I'm going to go on the offensive side of the football. This one might be a little bit surprising. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and go with Mike Evans. Um, he had six He had six catches on eight targets for 171 yards and a touchdown um, against the Bears. Um and I just feel like he had an explosive game, Mike Evans' typical game, you know, big plays. And he's turning out to be the number one wide receiver in that offense. So more, you should expect more of this going forward. So, And Baker looks good. Isn't that weird? He does look good. He looks good. That's all I'm going to say. Like, not important. <laughs> but. I got to tell you, I thought Baker played pretty well for the Rams at the end of last year. He did. Um, I'm not overly surprised that he's playing because we've seen him play well. He had some good years with the Browns. I'm not overly surprised that he's playing well, but we'll see if he can sustain it. For sure. Yeah, I think I um, think my player of the week was probably Christian McCaffrey. I mean, dude's just a beast. But two touchdowns last week, one receiving, one one. I think it was one rushing touchdown, and yeah. then a couple few yards in receiving as well. But. Yeah, dude's just a beast, and uh, he's he's the best running back in the league, uh, bar none, in my opinion. I agree. Yes, I think he makes the 49ers offense. Now that he's in a full season with the Niners offense, it's uh, pretty scary. He played – get this. This is a crazy stat. He played every single snap on offense. Really? Every snap. Wow. As a fantasy owner of Christian McCaffrey, that that's m- m- music to my ears. <laughs> this awesome. is crazy. All right, David, finish us off with the player. Um, I was going – it was between Mike Evans and my pick, mm-hmm. who is Puka Nakua, wow. which will be surprising because he that? lost. But think about this. You're drafted 177th overall. You're in your second NFL game, wide receiver one, against the best defense in, in the entire league who eats people in the 49ers. You get targeted 20 times, and you get 15 catches for 147 yards, and you only lose by one touchdown without your best receiver. I think he's so young, and so he's lacking NFL experience, but he's really kind of, you know, taken away that black hole in the Rams' uh, receiving room, and he's just been mind-blowing. He's a Cooper Cup clone. Really? You really? Yeah, is. but 20 targets, like I don't even remember the, the last time that the Cup had 20 targets. 
35 targets in two games. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And he's and he's living up or he's living up to the challenge and he's doing it. Mm-hmm. The Rams have been the most surprising team through two weeks thus far because I think a lot of people predicted them to be awful. And uh, especially when Cup gets back, like their offense could be could put up a lot of points, and they're putting up points without Cup against Seattle, which I think is an you know at least around like a league average defense. And like you said, the Niners arguably the best defense in football. Um, so they've the Rams' offense has been a pleasant surprise thus far. Yep, yep. All right, so we're gonna. For this this uh, last bit of the show, we're going to get to a week th- three preview. Um, we're going to talk about the Chargers, Vikings, Saints, Packers, Eagles, Bucks, and Rams, Bengals, um, and we're gonna, each going to give a quick thought on on the game, and then we're going to give a pick prediction pick. You don't have to give a score, but just give it a give a ballpark on on what you think is going to happen. So uh, I'll go ahead and start off with the Chargers and Vikings. Um, I'd, I'd agree with what Owen said earlier about the Vikings. I think that they're going to bounce back pretty well here in this spot. And they're, they're, Justin Jefferson is going to destroy that Chargers pass defense. Oh, God. Like the Chargers pass defense is probably the worst in the league, arguably, like they are every year. Um, so having said that, I think the Vikings win in a shootout. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 35 to 31. Yeah, um, I think I kind of spoiled this earlier. I'm also going to pick the Vikings. And, like, this is going to be the funniest game of all time. Like, I wish they put this game in primetime. I'd, I'd rather watch this game on primetime as opposed to, like, Steelers, Raiders, and the Chiefs-Bears massacre that's going to happen. Um, these are, like, these two teams, like, find, like, different, like, ways to, like, torture their fans and lose games that they should win. With that being said, the Chargers do that more than the Vikings, which is why I'm going to pick the Vikings. And as Jackson alluded to, Cousins is going to th- Cousins and Jefferson are going to go for like 200 yards this game. Cousin like Jefferson Jefferson will have 200 yards. Cousins could Cousins could have 400 yards because the Chargers can't stop a parked car defensively. <laughs> um, I I think it's just going to be another close loss for the Chargers. They'll drop to zero and three. And maybe for the sake of Chargers fans, they fire Brandon Staley after that game, after another atrocious defensive performance. Um, it's going to be one of those game, one of those classic games. There's going to be some crazy stuff that happens because, like the Vikings and the Chargers, like wouldn't it, would it shock you if there'd be like a play where like the Vikings are running for like a game winning touchdown and then they fumble at the goal line and then the Chargers pick it up and they fumble it right back. And the, the Vikings pick it up and they fumble it right back. Yeah, like that—that's that's something that would happen between these two teams. With that being said, I'm going to pick the Vikings um, because the Chargers, while good, well, both teams are good at finding ways to lose. The Chargers are a little better at finding ridiculous ways to lose games. Yep, the Chargers are the NFL. The Huskers are the NFL. They are for real. <laughs> All right, uh, David or Saudi or both, uh, go ahead and give your prediction. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll go. I Vikings fan. Yeah, I'll go since I'm a Vikings fan. Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout. I don't trust the Vikings defense that much against the Chargers offense, um, but I think the Vikings will win it. Um, I think it'll be a score of like, I'd probably say twenty-eight to twenty-one. Uh, we'll do. We'll do that score. Um, 
I think Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson are both going to have touchdowns. I think Kirk Cousins is going to throw for like three touchdowns. And yeah, uh, we're just going to absolutely torch that Chargers defense, um, especially with the two under series that we have. They're studs. I think Jordan Addison's going to win rookie of the year um, for offensive players. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Vikings in a 28-21. I'm going to be the only one picking the Chargers. <laughs> and here's why. I think, one, Herbert is a slightly better quarterback right now than Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, I think the Chargers have a better receiving core as a whole than the Vikings do. Um, these two teams are built very similarly. Um, they they have explosive offenses and bad defenses. It could go either way. Um, I just think – I just have this weird feeling that the Chargers are going to pull it out. I'm going to say 34-29. Okay, okay. Right. But, yeah, a, a Jefferson might have have over 200 yards. This game is going to be hilarious. There's going to be some like I'm, imagine like we talked about how wacky that Steelers Browns game. This game is going to be like ten times that, but but actually with scoring. Yeah, with these with these two teams involved. Um, let's move on to uh, the Packers Saints game. My favorite team taking on the Saints. Uh, Packers one and one. Saints two and zero. Oh. It's the Packers home opener. Um, so this will be the toughest test for Jordan Love thus far because the Saints are really good defensively, have been really good defensively thus far in the season. Um, this is an interesting game because I think both these teams are probably like similar caliber. Um, Derek Carr has looked kind of inconsistent thus far this season, but he has done enough for the Saints to win both their games. But I think think I'm going to give the slight edge to the Packers in this one because I think they can get pressure on the, the Saints offensive line is not good I think they can get pressure on Carr and he's not nearly as he's not really all that effective when he has a lot of pressure on him um, I think if they scheme well defensively they could put Jair Alexander on Chris Olave they could maybe they could put Rasul Douglas, who's a really underrated corner on Michael Thomas with maybe some safety help over the top. Like I think, and I also think if they get Aaron Jones and David Bakhtiari back uh, in this game, who both missed uh, the game against the Falcons last Sunday, I think their offense could put up some points because they're at home and it'll be the best. It'll also be the best offense. The saints defense has played thus far. Um, so I'm, I think the Packers win this game. I think they get to two and one. I think Jordan Love will have a little bit of a tougher time because, like, because you know, the Bears and the Falcons are is not exactly like the toughest des- defensively. Um, but I think he'll he'll do enough for the Packers to win. I'm going to take Packers. Let's say twenty four to twenty. I think it'll be a close game because I think these teams are pretty evenly matched. But I think the home field advantage and. Um, the Packers' uh, ability to get pressure on Carr will be the reason they win. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you there. I was thinking about picking the Saints because I just I just had a sneaky suspicion that the Saints might figure it out and beat the Packers, but I, I don't know. I, I, that last point you made about the home field advantage, Lambeau is going to be packed. There's going to be a lot of fans there cheering. It's also Jordan Love's first home start in his career. Yeah. He started three games because both games as far as been on the road. And then he started a game um, 
a couple of years ago when Rogers was out with COVID and that was on the road as well. So it'll be his very first start in front of uh, the home crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long, as long as Jordan Love takes care of the football, doesn't throw any picks. I feel like the Packers are just going to edge it out. Um, so I'm going to take the Packers. It's going to be a defensive ball game. Uh, it's going to be 21 to 13. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm picking the, the Packers too. Um, for me, it's a mix of home field advantage. Um, and I think the Packers defense is good enough to limit Carr and Olave. Um, and I think their offense is slightly better as well. Uh, I'm going to go 21 to 16 Packers. See, I, I, I mean, home field advantage, better offense. Um, yeah, I think I think the Packers probably have this game. I'm going to say 24 to 17 Packers. Um, and especially if they have Aaron Jones back, I know he's questionable right now, but um, especially if Aaron Jones is back, I think I think they got this game in the back. As a Packers fan. Put Aaron Jones on the field at all times. I do not want to see AJ Dillon trip over his feet anymore. Uh, he's so bad. He's so bad. He's so slow. I feel bad for him. Aaron Jones is such a bad. Looks like he oh, looks like you know those plays in high school football where they got like one of the offensive linemen to run the ball in like a blowout. That, that's what that's what AJ Dillon looks like. <laughs> so, Aaron Jones every snap, please. Uh, if he's healthy. Agreed. Um, you go ahead, Owen. Yeah, so we have we have a Monday night doubleheader. Um, uh, Eagles Bucks, which when we looked at the schedule before the season, this probably didn't look like much of a game because many expected the Buccaneers to be terrible this year and the Eagles to just roll over them. Both teams come in two and zero. The Eagles two and zero, not surprising. The Buccaneers being two and zero are is surprising, I would say, um, considering their expectations. As we alluded to, Baker Mayfield has played well this year. Uh, this game, the game is at home. Um, the Eagles are two and zero, but have, done, have been a little, it's been a little choppy in the way in the manner they've done it. But I think this is probably the game where they put it together because they've had a mini buy. They haven't played their last game was uh, last Thursday night, so they have a, like a mini bye week. Um, the game's in prime time. They're playing like I still don't think the Buccaneers are a like they're two and zero, but I don't think they're like a, a Super Bowl contender by any means. I think this is when the Eagles put it together offensively. I think Jalen Hurts will get his connection with AJ Brown, you know, up and rolling again. Uh, Devontae Smith's had a good start to the year, so he, he should just keep doing his thing. Maybe get Dallas Goddard a little more involved than he's been up to this point. And if they run the football anywhere close to the way they ran it Thursday night, I I I think they. This will be their their um, offensive coming out party, so to speak. And I think their defensive line can get some pressure on Baker and force him into some mistakes. If they get Bradbury back, I think their pass defense will be better. Um, I like the Eagles this in this game in a blowout. I'm going to say 31-17 with the Bucks scoring a garbage time touchdown. And I'm not I'm not saying I think the Bucks stink. I just think the, this is the week where the Eagles on their like mini buy they. Um, they look like the team that we saw for most of last year. So I like the Eagles in this one. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I, I'd agree with you. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles to win. Um, 
I do think it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge running ball. I think the Bucks def- running defense. Oh, the Bucks defensive front's much better than Minnesota's. Yeah, and they're line- yeah. they have a top linebacking unit in the in the NFL. Like arguably, yeah. with Levante David and uh, Devin White. Uh, shout out to a former Husker there. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a little bit harder to run the ball, but I still think they're going to be able to do it because let's remember that the Eagles have a really good offensive line, um, arguably the best in the league. So I think they're going to be able to run the ball just enough, and I I do think this is going to be more of a, a passing focus uh, this week, but they're going to still be able to run the ball just well enough. So – I think that's going to carry them carry them through. I do think the Bucks will keep it close. Um, so, having said all that, I'm going to pick the Eagles to win twenty eight to twenty three. I'm going to pick. I really want to pick the Bucks. I think <laughs> I think their defense is good enough to maybe push for an upset. But I think what Owen said about the Eagles finally putting it t- together and looking like their past selves um, will most likely happen. It's way past due. Um, I do think that the Bucks, um have a pretty good receiving core that could also challenge the, the Eagles a bit offensively. Um, I'm going to go 28 to 13 Eagles, as much as I hate to say it. All right, I'll leave the outlier here. I think I think the Bucks will win this game. Um, I think they're going to win at like 21 to 17. Um, the Eagles faced the Vikings last week at home and the Vikings run defense is not good and their offensive you know Eagles offensive line is really good I think I think the Bucks defense can probably counteract that in my opinion and another thing to consider as well is like Baker Mayfield's healthy you know when he was playing last year most of the year if not the entire year um he was not healthy. He was having shoulder issues, and he's not having those issues anymore. So you're going to have a healthy Baker Mayfield. You're going to have a really good Mike Evans coming off an amazing game. Um, you have Chris Godwin. Um, so I think the Bucks take this at home. Okay, wow. You're right. Wow. That that would be quite the win. That would be the, probably the biggest win of the entire season so far for any team. Um, so that that would be, that'd be fun to watch. I'm definitely going to be tuning in. Um, that leads us into our final game. Um, it's the Rams and Bengals um, at the Bengals. Both teams, uh, Rams 1-1, one one, Bengals 0-2. Oh Rams have looked a lot better than the Bengals, but they're both kind of – they're in the same light right now, I guess, where we don't really know what we have right now. Um, but we know the potential of the Bengals. So – I hmm. I think this p- could potentially be a get-right game for the Bengals, if, if I'm being real. Um, I don't think the Rams' defense is anything special. I, I think they're okay. Um, we, we saw them get shredded by Christian McCaffrey, but that's because he's Christian McCaffrey. And I think their pass defense held up well, but their pass secondary, their defensive secondary is one of the worst in football. So I could definitely see Joe Burrow shredding them, but hmm. uh, I'm going to take the Bengals to win twenty-four to twenty at home. Hopefully, I summed that up okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I agree with most of I'm also going to take the Bengals in this game. Um, 
it sounds like there's some questions whether or not Burrow would play. It sounds like most reports indicate that he's going to. Okay. Um, no, this, is, this game's noteworthy because it was a rematch of the Super Bowl two years ago. Obviously, the Rams <laughs> are a much different-looking team than they were in that game. Um, I think the Bengals are going to win this game. I think, that, like, I think the Rams – Defensively, it's Aaron Donald and a bunch of just kind of guys. Um, so if they can neutralize Aaron Donald, um, I think their secondary is could be susceptible to some big plays. I think I was maybe I was slightly encouraged with what I saw from the Bengals offense against Baltimore in the second half. It looks like they figured something out there. They have an extra day of rest because it's a Monday night game. I think. I think I don't know if they completely put it together because like it's tough to go from the way they've been playing offensively to you know putting up together a full complete offensive performance, but I think they're going to do just enough. I think they're going to get a little closer to what they've been, uh, to what how we've seen the Bengals' offense in the past. I think it's going to be a close game though because I think the Rams' offense is, has looked really impressive as well. Um, Stat Matthew Stafford's looked phenomenal through two games. I'm going to go Bengals 24, Rams 21. Bengals win on a last-second field goal to get their first win of the season and to get off the snide. Okay. Now, all these predictions are being made based on Joe Burrow playing. So if yes. Joe Burrow does not play, I will pick the Rams. But Yeah, if it's Jake Browning out there, yeah, I'll take the Rams. But under the, if Burrow plays, that's how I think it's going to go. Yeah. If Burrow plays, here's my prediction. If Burrow plays, um, it's going to be the Bengals coming out party. Um, I know what I saw uh, in the second half of the Ravens game last Sunday. Uh, I think they're going to get – they could get um, – not back to where they were, of course, when when they were on fire last season, but much, much closer to to that level and figure things out much like the Eagles may do. Um, I and I think the Rams don't have a, a good enough defense to contain that. So I'm going to go t- um, 28 to 13 Bengals. Okay, yeah, I think I think for me, I'm also going to go with the Bengals. I think they're going to win this game, um, unless Jared Burrow doesn't play for whatever reason. Then obviously the Rams will win this. But um, yeah, like David said, I think it's going to be a coming out party. I think uh, Jamar Chase is finally going to have a good game. Um, and, um, yeah, we you know, we're not going to hit the panic button on the game. I just said, I think they're going to win this game. I would say, uh, 24 to 17. And by the way, if, if they lose this game, which I don't think they're going to, as, as I predicted, if they lose this game, I think I'm going to stick a fork in the Bengals, but <laughs> yeah, see what happens. It should be a fun game to close out the slate. Um, leading into this next, this is going to be our last segment, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the surprising 2-0 teams. We're going to go around the table and for each of these teams, and we're going to say pretender or contender, and a little blurb as to why. Um, so the first team we're going to start off is with the Falcons. Pretender or contender? A contender I, for, for what? Um, the Super Bowl or for playoffs? Playoff appearance. That's making the playoff. Being playoff like a, leg- a team that could maybe win a playoff game. Okay, cool. You want to start off on me? Yeah, I'll go first. For the Falcons, I'm going to say they're pretenders uh, in terms of that. Um, I don't think Desmond Ritter is all that good. Uh, I don't think he's good enough for them to be a legitimate threat to win a playoff game. 
Bijan Robinson's obviously incredible. Like he's he's already like he already looks like a top five running back in the league. Um, their defense is better than it usually is, but it's still it's not like an elite defense by any stretch. Um, the Packers had some wide open plays against them on Sunday without most without like a decent chunk of offensive weapons in that game. Um, so yeah, the Falcons are two and zero. I respect them for being two and zero, but I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're a contender to really like do much. I still think they're like an average team. So I'm gonna say pretenders. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna say pretender. Um, I think they'll finish like eight and eight, maybe seven and nine. Um, but they'll be competitive and they'll be in just about every game because they control the clock, they control the ball. Um, they run the ball really well. So they'll be in just about every game, but I don't, yeah, you're right. Desmond Ritter will not carry them over the top. So. This is a a tough one for me. I really like their, their run game. I think their defense is stout. I think Ritter could do his job relatively well. Um, Will they make a wild card spot? Probably. Yeah. I'd say they could. I I wouldn't be excited about them in the playoffs, and I don't think they'll win a game. But I'll say between pretender and contender, I lean contender. Wow. What about you? Um, it's an old-fashioned football team, man. Running yeah, yeah. defense. I, I don't. I, I don't. I might be getting a little bit ahead here, but like you know, for the pretenders and contenders, you have the Falcons and the Bucks who are both. They're both in the same division, you know. So, and they're going to be facing each other. I don't think the Falcons are a contender. I think they're a pretender. Um, and you know, the run game is fantastic. Their defense is good, but I just don't think they have the passing game. That's just my opinion. Um, I don't know if Desmond Ritter is a guy. Maybe give him one or two more years, and if he's not, then move on. But um, yeah, they're, I don't think they're quite ready just yet. Yeah, I, I like how you touched on the the Falcons versus the Bucks. Um, so that'll be our next team to talk about here, the Buccaneers. Two and zero so far. Um, I'll go ahead and start off. I think the Buccaneers are a contender. Um, it's in that division. It's going to come down to the Saints, the Bucks, and the Falcons. Uh, Panthers are not contending at all, in my opinion. Um, but Panthers stink. Yeah, the Falcons have what two matchups with the Bucks. And vice versa. So yeah. I feel like if the Bucks can go one and one in that those two games, and they can maybe beat the Saints, they're gonna be they're gonna be really they're gonna be like probably nine and seven, ten and six, best case scenario. So I'm gonna say contender for the Bucks. For the Bucks, in terms of whether or not I could think they could feasibly win a playoff game, I'm gonna say contenders. Um, I've been really impressed with the way they've looked. Now, a caveat, they beat the Vikings, which that's a good win. Um, they beat the Bears. I mean, congrats on the win, but I think a high school team could beat the Bears. Uh, but Baker Mayfield has looked the best he's looked in years. Their defense is still really good, at, like it has been, really for the, ever since really ever since Brady got there. Their defense has been – when Brady got there a couple years ago and they won the Super Bowl – their defense was the best in the league, and it's still really good. Um, they have good offensive weapons. Um, I, I think they're. I think they look like a relatively good team through two weeks. They. I think they've been the best team in that division through two weeks. 
I think they're 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 a contender because their defense and if Baker Mayfield can sustain his level the level of play that he's shown these first two games, I feel much better about the Bucks than I do about the Falcons. So I'm going to say contender. Yeah, out of these three teams, the the Bucks are for me the the biggest contender. Um, they have a, a great defense that can can cause issues to anyone they play. They have a competent quarterback who, me personally, I've been really um, um, impressed with, with what Baker's been able to do for the Bucs. Um, and they have a really great receiving core, probably a top top seven receiving core in the league. I know that Mike Evans is aging a bit, but he, for, um, throughout these first two weeks, he, he's looked like his old self. Um, so I could definitely see them winning a playoff game and, and, and upsetting someone in the first round. Yeah, I think I think the Bucks are a contender. Um, and you know, touching on my point earlier, you know, Baker Mayfield's healthy. He's won a playoff game, by the way, and you know they have a, they have a pretty decent offense, pretty good defense. Um, and I, I I think I would don't be surprised if they win a wild card game. That's my stock on them is high. Um, I think they're the best team in the NFC South, and I think they'll be they'll be fine. They'll they'll be a contender for sure. Yeah. For sure, it looks like we all agree on that. All on the same on the same page as the Bucks for the Bucks, but um, this leads us into our last team to talk about here uh, today: uh, the Commanders. Uh, the Commanders have started off two zero with wins over the Broncos and the Cardinals. Now, those are those teams are not any good, right? So we have to temper our expectations a little bit. But having said that. I, I think the Commanders are, are a contender. Um, I picked them to finish second in the division behind the Eagles. Wow. The Cowboys not make the playoffs, which I'm looking a little dumb for that, but the Cowboys, they played the Jets and they played uh, the Giants. So still time to figure that out, but the Giants are going to be the worst team in that division. But I think the, the Commanders are, are, are contenders as of now. Um my only uh, hesitation with that is I don't know if Sam Howell, it, like much like Desmond Ritter, don't know if he's going to be the guy to lead them to the promised land. Um, but he's kind of a game manager. He doesn't turn the ball over. He makes good throws, but he doesn't light the world on fire. So we'll see if he can develop into a stud quarterback. Maybe it's borderline top 15 to 20 quarterback in the league at best as of now. At least he's better than Justin Fields at this point. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think the Commanders are a contender. Uh, commanders, um, I'm going to say pretender. I mean, you beat the Cardinals, congrats. You beat the Broncos. I mean, it, it was impressive. It was a come-from-behind win on the road against Denver. Um, Sam Howell, actually, I've been marginally impressed with him thus far. He's made some really impressive throws. Uh, he takes way too many sacks, though. Um, he uh, he needs to protect himself a little better, he's, or he's going to get injured. Because I was as I watched some of that Broncos game on Sunday, um, but he actually, I think he has some talent there. Um, but yeah, I think the Commanders are about like a seven-win team, and I still think that um, I'm going to say pretenders. And I think they're they play the Bills on Sunday, uh, and the Bills are notorious for destroying bad teams. Now, and I'm not saying the commanders are a bad team, but 
it might be a bit of a reality reality check um, for Washington. Um, I'm going to say contenders. I think I feel most. I think these are the they're the least confident. I, the team I'm least confident in in winning a playoff game of these three teams. Yes, yeah, same. Um, uh, pre- uh, pretenders, and I'm pretty confident in saying that. Um, Cardinals, you only won by four points, and for a team that is supposedly has a good d- defense, you let the Broncos hang 33 on you. Um, that's not a very good look. Um, I also think that in a division with the Cowboys and the Eagles, who I think are, are, are going to be two powerhouses this season, um, that's going to be a batch of games that I don't think they can win. Um, so I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think their ceiling is probably eight and nine. I mean, eight and eight. Oh, it is 17 games. Eight and yeah. nine. Sorry. Eight and nine, yeah. Yeah, I think commanders are bigger pretenders than the Falcons, in my opinion. Um, I mean, they, like I said, um, close game against the Cardinals who have Joshua Dobbs as their starting quarterback. So, and that's not really impressive, to be honest. Um, so, and they have that win against the Broncos. Um, yeah, they're, they're pretenders, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. Looks like I'm a lone wolf on that one, but I'll, I'll, I'll Hey, die. if you're right, you can you can brag about it. I'll die on that. That's how this that's how the sentiment is around here in DC. No one is really talking about the commanders. Yeah. People aren't excited here about football. That, yeah. that might be another thing like crowds are, are important. <clears throat> um, yeah. And I think Washington doesn't have a super passionate fan base, which is a, and in not, well, I, I know yeah. uh, that could also not happen. really. If I anything, it, I see, I see football jerseys of other teams around DC. Yeah. Uh, really so much commanders you know like i saw a bunch of cowboy fans the other day uh this past sunday so it's like you know i i never see commanders fans unless it's like a really specific bar that you go to they'll start coming out if they make a playoff run and play what <laughs> they they will they will for sure yeah. Yeah. yeah do y'all see what happened with the bears today um and what justin Fields said at his presser the, yeah, just kind the, of a little... the, the team's imploding already yeah, yeah the they're, they're, they're a disaster like they're the, they're the worst team they're worse than the cardinals they're the, they're the worst they're the worst team in football they are the I worst feel, team in I football i feel really that Chicago fans yeah they they are the worst team in football right now but they could definitely not be if they figure it out like if uh, jackson they're not going to figure it out i know it's a big if but i'm just saying they're they're better than the cardinals at their peak for sure <laughs> that that's the that's the they actually those teams those two those two teams play each other late in the season. So sit back and go. Yeah. They oh. should put that game on prime time. They should put that they'll game on Peacock. They'll be playing for Caleb Williams. Yeah. Oh god. Caleb Williams bowl. <laughs> All right. Uh that's gonna wrap it up for this uh latest edition of the Unlimited NFL podcast. Saudi, David, I appreciate you guys coming on, uh being a source for us. Um, it was fun to talk football with you guys. You guys some, gave some really good insight and information. Um, and I feel like we had a really good conversation. So uh, you guys saw your Dave, do you guys have any closing thoughts? Uh, uh, I know for, for having yeah. us. Was, yeah. uh, sorry, sorry. It was a, a, a <laughs> You're good. ton of fun. And the Steelers are making a playoff run and we're going to the Super Bowl, baby.
<laughs> Sonny, what about you? I, I, I like your optimism there, David. Um, no, thanks for the invite. Um, it's great talking to you guys about football. Um, football's back. It's the best time of the year. And hopefully the Vikings can sneak one out at home on Sunday. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, uh, that's listening, and uh, we will see you next time.